The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin, though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist, and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. Today, I've been thinking a bit about communication and, you know, what causes it to break down sometimes. I don't think any of us spends a lot of time thinking about communication when it's going well, right? It's just like when it stops happening or if it's not going well, that's when we start wondering like, okay, what are we working with here? What needs to be adjusted? What doesn't need to be adjusted? Like just in general, what the hell is going on? Because I think most of us, most of the time, whether things are going well or they're not going well, we're kind of in the dark as to like the reasons why. So before I jump into my thoughts on this, I wanted to start off with a quote from Brian Tracy, which says, communication is a skill that you can learn. It's like riding a bicycle or typing. If you're willing to work at it, you can rapidly improve the quality of every part of your life. That last bit really hit me hard because it's, it's true. If, If we can communicate well, it does actually impact all aspects of our life. Every relationship we have, whether it be like personal, professional, romantic, even the relationship with self, all of these improve drastically when we can put our thoughts and our feelings into words and also when we can interpret the thoughts and feelings of others which have been put into words so starting off with just like that little thing in mind you know like i wanted to go through like what i think are the the major reasons why communication starts to break down and the first is a failure to listen with the intention of understanding the other person So this is something I think that we all struggle with, especially those of us that are getting a little bit older. And sometimes we worry that if we wait too long to say what's on our mind, we might just lose it. And so we cut the other person off while they're talking and say, hey, before I forget, I just need to interject, blah, blah, blah. And then we expect them to continue, but not realizing that we've just derailed their train of thought. That wasn't fair. They had the talking stick, as they say, so maybe... It's okay once in a while to risk losing a thought in the interest of gaining a bit of understanding of this person that we're trying to interact with. Presumably, we wouldn't be having a conversation if we didn't care about them. So if we care about them, why not express that in the most meaningful way possible in that moment, which is just shutting our mouth and opening our ears? I think a lot of times too, like we, we don't really listen again with that intent of understanding the other person, maybe because we don't think that we need to, 
maybe we think that, okay, I know this person well enough. I already know what they are going to say. And on some level, we just start tuning out. It's like, instead of waiting to hear what they're going to say next, we just sit there like, it's almost, you know, like when you're going through like a terms of service agreement online and just like scroll to the end and then either click agree or, or not, right? We're not getting ourselves immersed in the substance of what's being presented to us. And I think when we're dealing with somebody that we care about, we really, really need to invest in that. And whether or not the story sounds familiar, let's just give it a fair chance by letting them present it to us in their way, according to their current mood. There may be details that they have communicated before, of course, but there may also be things that we've never heard before. Maybe they've spent some time thinking on these things. And instead of just presenting you with the list of changes, they want to put this list of changes in the context of the overall story. That context can't be appreciated if we've stopped listening. I think the other thing that interferes with our understanding of the other person is, you know, while we're sitting there waiting for our chance to speak, or we're just assuming we know what's coming next, all these things that like I just mentioned, we forget sometimes to consider, okay, maybe we need to be asking clarifying questions instead of just assuming, Hey, I know, I, I know what this person's saying. Maybe just check in on them once in a while. Okay. Before you get too far into this, can I just follow up by asking you a couple of questions? I don't want to cut you off. I'm asking these questions because I want to make sure that I've got a good base of an understanding so that when you come with the next chapter of this thing that you're presenting to me, it's not built on my inability to grasp what's been presented. Everything that you build has to be placed upon a strong, reliable foundation. And when you're dealing with a conversation, that foundation is not made of concrete or bricks or stone. It's made of understanding, mutual understanding, which cannot be gained without fully like going out of our way to understand each other. So I think with that all being said, most of you, if not all of you, can probably common sense your way through the rest of whatever the small details are. You probably already have your own ideas of where you are going right, where you're going wrong with your conversations. You know what you need to work on. So I don't need to spell it out to you. Okay, the, the next thing that contributes towards communication breaking down, I think, is a lack of consideration that we come from maybe a different background than the other party does. And this doesn't have to be a different cultural background, you know, in the sense where, you know, they came from a different country than we did. Their parents came from different countries and they did it. This could just be different family dynamics that we both come from, which in turn shape our different ideas of normal or healthy. And, when we look at the world through these different lenses, you know, and our, our concepts of, of normal, healthy, ideal, these are different. Of course, 
the way we approach situations, the goals we set for the relationship, the goals we set even for the conversation may be very, very different. And we need to consider that while if we had approached something with a certain tone of voice, with a certain uh, approaching it from a certain conversational angle, that we as individuals might be leading up to trying to trap somebody or start a fight. Quite often, this is not the same way that the other party is approaching things. They may be approaching it from something that looks like a familiar angle to you, but their intent may be and often is very, very different. So we need to let them have a little bit of space, give them the benefit of the doubt, allow the conversation to play out. I mean, if you're going to react to them as though they're starting a fight, why not just wait for them to actually pick a fight? Don't don't pick one for them based on a lack of understanding. Okay, the next one is a lack of trust. And I don't mean just that, okay, like, or do you believe what this person is saying to you? Like, do you think that they're lying? Oftentimes, the, the, the trust factor has more to do with whether or not you feel emotionally or even maybe sometimes physically safe. Now, this might have everything to do with your experience with other relationships, with your past traumas. It may have nothing at all to do with the with the person you're dealing with in the moment doing or saying anything that would cause you to feel unsafe. They may have inadvertently just stepped on a, a, a childhood trigger. I don't know. That lack of, of trust could be based in a lack of confidence. Maybe the, this person you're dealing with has a history of not meeting your reasonable and agreed upon expectations. Maybe they... Um, they, they, they tell you they're going to meet you at a place and they don't show up. They tell you, okay, I'm going to answer your question, but I can't answer it right now. I need some time to stew on it, but then they never get back to you. These things would certainly undermine your ability to trust them. You know, these things like, well, probably like 101 different little things. Every relationship dynamic has different details that are going to contribute to what I like to refer to as the relationship credit score. You know, the, the things where um, the details that you can use to determine how how reliable this relationship is and how reliable the other person is within the context of this relationship. If you can't trust them to deliver what they're supposed to deliver that is going to be a huge obstacle to communication no matter what you know sometimes just general poor communication skills will be something that contributes to communication breakdown and i know this sounds like a fairly like broad term and i, I suppose it is but poor communication skills are things like re relying on unspoken truths you know, um, using vague language, maybe not answering people when they ask you clarifying questions, because maybe you feel like they should just know, or maybe even your, your ego plays into it a little bit. Sometimes I don't know, you know, when you start thinking, well, I shouldn't have to explain myself might even be 
things like, um, I don't know, you ever been in one of those conversations where you, either you or the other party is obviously trying to win the conversation. You know, the goal isn't an exchange of ideas. The goal isn't better understanding. The goal is trying to put this jackass on their place by highlighting every way that they are wrong and you are right. That's not helpful. (laughs) I know you know that's not helpful. I know it's not helpful. I still do it anyway sometimes. I mean, we all do. But maybe we can all catch ourselves a little bit better in the moment and maybe put the brakes on that a little bit. You know, this next one, it's it's kind of a big one for me because it, it comes up, I don't know, with just annoying frequency, which is that our experience with the situation may be drastically different than the other person's experience. They've seized on different details than we have seized on. As a result, we have formed different opinions of the situation. Maybe we're remembering things differently. When we remember things differently, we tend to interpret them differently. When we interpret differently, we come to different conclusions as a result. And I think the hardest part about this one is that if we trust our ability to remember and interpret and to draw conclusions, we can often become very, very stubborn about considering the possibility even that we might be wrong. Okay, that little bit of a pause that was intentional. I want that to sink in. Because I know I'm guilty of this. I, I try really, really hard not to do this. I try to call my own memory into question, but I mean, like, let's be realistic here. It's, it's difficult to argue what we remember to be what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hands have felt, you know, firsthand experience is a powerful thing. And when somebody else's personal experience, which is just as powerful to them, comes up against ours. It's not likely that we are both absolutely right when we are standing on opposite sides of something and we both have different conclusions. In fact, it's, it's probably pretty close to impossible that we're both right, but it is very, very likely that we're both wrong. And, you know, if we're both wrong, by extension of that, like I personally am wrong. I have to figure out how to accept that. Maybe I can't get comfortable with it. Maybe I don't like it. But I think that there would be a danger and a dishonesty in not accepting that. Weird concept, right? Powerful words, though. I might be wrong. You know, another thing that contributes to communication falling apart, breaking down, being difficult in general is a power imbalance. Now, I know this is something that Creed had talked about a couple weeks ago on the Estranged Heart podcast, talking about that power differential, you know, specifically in, in her example, 
referring to the dynamic between parents and children. But this power imbalance doesn't always have to do with, you know, like a difference in authority. Sometimes when a stronger personality type bumps up against a weaker personality type, this power imbalance is going to present in the communication. It could be, well, you know, here, here's an example, right? If, if my wife are ha and, and I are having, I don't want to say like an argument or fight, but if we're having like a heated discussion, I have to consider that, okay, first of all, she's got a history of physical spousal abuse in her past. And if I raise my voice to emphasize a point, she's going to have a natural tendency to start shutting down because I'm a big guy. I'm like more than a foot taller than her. I'm like double her weight. And based on her experience, like that's just not, that's not the first step towards a story that ends well. I'll put it that way. So that size and strength difference that can contribute to the power imbalance of the conversation. A difference in age, you know, sometimes there is an assumption by one or both parties that the age is going to contribute into somebody's ability to reason their, their, their experience might hold more weight, whatever the case may be. It just, you know, not necessarily saying that the older person is always assumed to be right. Sometimes the older person is assumed to be out of touch. There could be multiple factors at play that are going to contribute to a series of power imbalances that just cast confusion onto the, the, the conversation that's on the table in the moment. Both of us could be looking at each other and thinking the other person is intimidating for some reason. The other person is triggering. The other person, well, a lot of assumptions we can make. I don't need to like keep running through like the list of examples. I think you get what I'm saying. Maybe not, you know? If, if, if this isn't making sense, feel free to weigh in in the, in the comments. Send me an email. Send me a message on social media. I'm, I'm happy to clear this up. I mean, I, I don't want there to be a miscommunication in an episode about communication breakdown, right? That, they, that would be totally missing the point. So if anything at all I've said doesn't make sense, you don't agree with it, let's clear it up. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'll own it. Like not, not a big deal. If I haven't communicated properly, you know, tell me how let's bring things into focus. That's the whole point of what I'm doing here. Right. Okay. This, this next one, this one is a hard one. It's really, really, really hard because, you know, the, depending on which expert you trust, Somewhere between 70 and 90% of communication, these experts agree, is nonverbal. Okay. 70 to 90%. Even on the low end, which is 70%, that means that like our words are only about a third 
of the messages that we are communicating or receiving. So if we don't understand things like the other party's body language, if we don't understand their facial expressions, their hand gestures, like there's like a, a lot of subtle things even that um, we may miss either because we're not paying attention or we're not familiar enough or, you know, sometimes too, body language for one person, what might mean one thing, but for another person, that same exact body language could mean a totally different thing. And if we are assuming that, okay, like I know what it means when somebody is fidgeting with their pants, that means they're being like dishonest. They're being deceptive, something like that. But maybe they're fidgeting with the seam on their pants because they're nervous. Maybe, well, I don't know, maybe a lot of things. Mental health plays into this stuff as far as the person who is sending the message and the person who's receiving the message as well. Like my, my oldest kid is neurodivergent, like on the, on the autism spectrum. So they tend to pay very, very close attention to mismatches between words and physical posturing. And as soon as there is a mismatch, then everything is assumed to be a deception. I don't think we need to be on the spectrum maybe to draw strong and quick and maybe inaccurate conclusions based on this mismatch. I think this is something we all need to be aware of, right? Like if, if I'm talking to somebody and I notice that every time they, they start answering a question of mine, you know, their, their hand is partially covering their mouth. They're not making eye contact. Of course, I would assume these things to mean that the person is telling me either an incomplete truth or that they're just out and out bullshitting me. Now, I don't like being deceived. I don't like being kept in the dark, especially if we're having a conversation that's meant to like clear things up. And if that kind of body language is of concern to me, again, I, I can't just assume that I know what it means. I can just like, I don't want to say like call them out like in an accusatory way in the moment, but I can just say, look, I'm having a hard time understanding your body language. Can, can you tell me like, why is it that like you keep covering up your mouth and like looking away every time you talk to me? And then instead of just sitting there waiting for them to, you know, like answer the quote unquote challenge, waiting for them to defend themselves, like try to create a safe space for them to answer me too. like make sure that my body language, my facial expressions are calm, inviting, safe, because it's possible that, you know, I, I maybe am intimidating them. Maybe that's why they're not making eye contact. Maybe they have a history of, of trauma that means that like when they tell somebody the truth, especially if it's an uncomfortable truth, that there's like yelling or physical abuse or throwing things that's about to happen. Some people just aren't comfortable talking. And like, I get that. The environment I grew up on, oh, geez, you know, like it, it really it was not an environment 
that taught me that my input was welcome. I can tell you that much. I know I can get fidgety when I'm telling the truth. Sometimes too, it's like, you know, like I, I may catch myself covering my mouth at least partially because maybe I don't want the other person to see that my lip is quivering, that I'm fighting to keep from crying, not because I'm deceiving them, but because I don't feel comfortable sharing this emotional trigger that's got me in this place. I may not trust this person well enough to share my deepest, most painful traumas with them. And without them understanding these deep, painful traumas, they couldn't possibly understand why my body language is the way it is. All of that to say this, we, we can't just go by people's words and we can't assume that we fully understand the things that they're communicating that don't involve the words. We have to ask follow-up questions. We have to take the time to get to know what's actually going on. We cannot assume to know everything, okay? This is one thing my dad always used to say to me when I was a kid. It's like, you know, your problem is, son, you'll never learn anything because you already know everything. Now, when we're approaching our relationships, especially the people that we've known for a long time, there is that tendency to think that we know everything. Think about what my dad said, though. If you already know everything, you can't learn anything. And isn't the whole point of communication to learn as much as we possibly can? Isn't the, 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 the point to come to an understanding through an exchange of ideas, thoughts, feelings, experiences, perspectives? You know, you want to know what can we do to fix these problems? Well, just look at what the problems are. Whatever the, 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 the missteps are that you're taking, take different steps. Somebody's talking, you know what? I'm going to listen to them because I want to understand. I'm going to do everything I can to understand what they're saying. I'm going to consider that they're coming from a different place than I am. So my idea of normal doesn't necessarily factor in. I need to put that to the side. I need to communicate that this is a place and I am a person that is safe, trustworthy. I need to make sure that the communication is as clear as possible. I need to consider that we both have had different experiences with the situation that we're communicating about, that my ego is not as important as the truth. I've said before, it doesn't matter who's right, it matters what's right. Let's always, always, always focus on what's right. Let's consider the power imbalance. You know, if we get a strong personality, let's tone it down a little bit. If you're a big person, you're talking to somebody who's smaller, you know what? Don't put yourself in between them and the door. Sit down. Don't stand up when you're talking to them. Consider that if you're a dominating physical presence, you need to be careful about the tone of voice, the, the, the volume of voice, all these things. Okay. If you're an older person, a younger person, you know, Let's not assume that like the number of birthdays we had validates our position or invalidates it. Let's just 
focus on the conversation on the table and the people that are involved in it. Let's pay attention to those nonverbal signals, not just that the other person is showing us, but the ones that we are showing them. Let's remember, we matter to each other, and that's the only reason we're even talking to begin with. And you know, if, if you've got thoughts on this or literally anything else I've talked about either on this show or on any others, please feel free to send me an email. I would love to hear about your thoughts. So until next time, friends, much love.